Hey, it's Ron McLean. Welcome to Hockey Talk on the Rock. With Laura and Keith. It's interesting. So let's back up a second. He played absolutely out of his mind. It made no sense to me. And now, here are your hosts. We're back doing Hockey Talk on the Rock, episode number 65. Uh, Getting closer to that trade deadline, but it feels like we've been talking (laughs) trades for months. And um, there's Canucks stuff, there's some trades, there's some league stuff, and uh, the Canucks are playing tonight, wearing the old school jerseys against Calgary Flames, so we're both pretty pumped on that, I think. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, So we've got a few games. We last talked before they played the Maple Leafs, and then they played Seattle, they played St. Louis, nope, sorry, San Jose, Jose, and they played Anaheim in that stretch. So we've got a few games we can recap, so let's start it off. Well, I mean... uh... Canucks and Leafs to start with. It was fun to see them beat the Leafs. The Demko show. Yeah, that was pretty amazing for Thatcher Demko. And I mean, I think it really highlighted, like, there was the comments that Jim Rutherford made after the game or recently after that that was like, yeah, we have a really good goalie <laughs> and we don't have, basically we don't have much else at this stage, mm-hmm. which I think it hi- it was highlighted in that game, right? And it was great to see them win. Props to Demko again. I it was good. Yeah, 51 um, saves, right? Yeah. yeah. It was pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, then we move into the San Jose game, and the Canucks did manage to hold on and win that game, but it was uh, it was a rocky game. Uh, oh, man, and Canucks, <laughs> to see them clear the puck with, like, 10 seconds left and still have it get tied in the yeah. last second, like, it just it was like, they're not going to... No, they did. Yeah. <laughs> and then that leads into the Anaheim game that was awful. I mean, yeah. they almost made it interesting at the end, but mm. those two games were pretty bad. Um, Seattle was much better. Uh, I think that was, in some ways, like their most complete game as a team. Mm. And I think it makes sense after those two down games. Yeah, and try not to take anything away from the fact that it was Seattle. Yep. But, yeah, after the first, what, 10 <laughs> minutes, it seemed like, yeah, the last 50 minutes of the yeah. game was really good. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the Ducks game, like the Islanders game, you can't go down 5 nothing and expect to climb. Like, I mean, you know, they ended up with four goals and five goals or whatever in those games, or three goals yeah. and four goals, but you can't go down 5 nothing in this league. And, and I mean, the Anaheim game was big. It was big for the standings. Mm-hmm. It was big for their season, right? And I, I think we're both probably on the same boat where we don't think Anaheim's going to make it in here, but... They were their team above the Canucks, and the Canucks had to beat them, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't have given up the point to San Jose, kind of thing. Yeah, San so, Jose might not render so no. much importance because they're kind of slumping out, of but it, yeah. Anaheim's kind of holding in, and that yeah. two points the other way would have made a big difference. Yeah, so that's kind of where they're at. I mean, it's been interesting watching the standings a little bit here because I feel like the group the Canucks are around now, none of them have been doing great. Um, so like Winnipeg hasn't looked great. Some games they do, some games they lose. Dallas, kind of same thing. The team that I'm interested in watching in the last little bit here is Nashville. We can get into some of the trade rumors about them in a bit, but they started the year so good mm-hmm. and they have kind of slowed down a bit. And I mean, right now it's like Nashville, LA, or maybe it's Nashville, Edmonton in the wild card spots. Mm-hmm. But for a long time, Nashville was like second in that division that kind of slowed down. So it'll be interesting to see if they hold on to a spot. Um, yeah, I mean, a four-game losing streak when you're competing with Colorado yeah. and Minnesota and St. Louis, yeah, you know, you're going to slide a little bit because those are all really good teams. The other interesting thing is if they end up in that second wild-card spot, 
I bet you a lot of people are going to bet on them to beat whoever wins uh, the Pacific, although maybe not if it's Calgary and they keep playing the way they have been. But mm-hmm. it's just there's some interesting stuff with the standings to keep an eye on now. And, um, I mean, again, the West this year has been much more interesting than the East. Um, I still think the East, those the, the eight teams right now are, are locked in. But, you know, there's been a couple teams that have been struggling there. Like Washington lost again today, so... Boston, Boston hasn't, hasn't been good, yeah. but that's predictable because <laughs> they're, you know, Marchand and Bergeron were, were out. Yeah. And, yeah, um, they don't have a lot of depth scoring. So it'll be interesting to see maybe if there's uh, a couple more developments in the East. Uh, I watched a bit of that Columbus and Toronto game, and that was pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is kind of going around the league now, but Columbus is pretty well out of it, but you never know uh, with those teams struggling above them. And, like, Patrick Laine has been on <laughs> this absolute heater. Yeah. And it was pretty funny to watch him score that goal between the legs of Matthews. Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> the one-two punch. He yeah. just loves playing Matthews, but anyway. No, it was, it's interesting that, like, it was seemed like everyone was out in the East, and Columbus has been on such a roll. What it, it's like they've got 12 over the last 14 games. They've either won or got a point or something. Yeah. And so they have kind of closed that gap with Boston, but I don't really see it. I don't it. see it either. Um, and, like, they're, you know, they're both their starting goalies were out, and they're using, like, their third stringer. I think Mersley Kins is back now, but mm-hmm. it's, like, it's probably not going to happen, but yeah. it's, it's something. Um, yeah, and jumping back to Nashville, I totally agree that if they take that second wildcard spot, that they could give a team a run, especially like you saw how hard they pushed Carolina in the yeah. first round last year. Yeah. It was mainly Sorrow standing on his head, but he could do it again. Yeah. And I think most of the teams they would play would be a lesser team than Carolina, so yeah. they could pull it off. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Vegas quickly. I'll quickly jump to them as yeah. Jack Eichel yeah, made his back, return. Yeah. Uh, I paid attention to the first game because it was super hyped against Colorado, yeah. and you know he was pretty invisible and got a few minor penalties, and and then like yeah. since then he's got an assist and a goal yeah. and this and that. Yeah. So uh, it's looking like it's going to turn out well for them. But I mean the other players that went to Buffalo like Tuck and yeah, Krebs have this been, looked pretty good for Buffalo. Yeah, so yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, we'll have to see. I think for Vegas until they have basically their team back what it looks like, which is probably not going to be until the playoffs. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he did miss a year. Yeah, it was a year. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, we saw with Patterson, just takes players a while to get back into it. I mean, Eichel probably, like, he skated for quite a while before. I'm not going to say he was necessarily ready before, but he might have been, right? Um, but, yeah, I watched – I didn't watch the first game, but I did watch one Vegas game when Eichel was back, and I – I thought again. It looked like, you know, it's not fully there yet. But mm-hmm. I think Buffalo did very well in that trade. And I mean, Jeff Skinner, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I can't believe the season Jeff Skinner's having. But again, you look at the coaches he's played for, and people were, you know, they were playing on him on the fourth line. And it's like, yeah, he makes a ton of money, but maybe you should put him in opportunities where he's going to score. And mm-hmm. that's what it looks like to me now that he's getting a more of a shot and he's, he's putting up something. So good for him. Um, quick note for Vegas. I read a fun fact the other day and I'll, tr- I'll throw it at you and see if you read it as well. How many players are still on Vegas that went from the expansion draft? Oh man, I did not see this. I'm going to guess 
four. It is four. Okay. Nice work. Go. That yeah. was just random. That whole second line, and yeah. then I can't remember who the other one is. Okay, yeah. It's pretty incredible. It's quite the turnover. Yeah, it's funny because I was listening to someone on a podcast today talking about why GMs don't, like, acquire someone with term for the playoffs, and then if they don't like them in the summer, flip them. And the opposition to that is like, oh, like players around the league aren't going to like it if you just like willy nilly trade players around. And then they're like, well, Vegas does it. Yeah. This is true, right? Like, yeah. Look at all the big names they brought in. Man. They're basically a fantasy team themselves. But like, yeah, this, like, we can jump kind of, I'm going to kind of get into Toffoli here, like indirectly. But the West this year is so wide open. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, Colorado to me, is, like, the big team. I know Minnesota has been playing unreal, so I'll give them a little bit of a bump. But I could realistically see anyone else kind of going on a run that's in a playoff position right now. Mm -hmm. So these teams like Vegas and Calgary, it makes sense to me that they are going all in on this year because you never know. You never know. Colorado, you know, McKinnon gets injured, something happens, and... I mean, they've been... Or even more likely, Kemper goes down. Yeah, I was just going to say. So, so um, yeah. Well, then, since you brought up to Foley, let's yeah. do a quick trade winners and participant ribbon yeah. on that one. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Who's my winner? Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to give the win to Montreal, but I, I will say... <laughs> so I feel like I say this every time, but I really feel like it right now with Calgary. I mean, they have... Like, Gaudreau is probably leaving in the offseason. Yeah. Um, they've had a very good season, and they have Markstrom, who's playing Unreal. They have Tanev, who's playing Unreal. Why not add another Canuck to the ex-Canuck to that group? No, but, like, seriously, it, it makes sense for them to take a run out of it, at it, but I did think they, they gave up a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they do get another year of him yeah. at, at 4 mil, which is good, and he was up for, like, last man into the All-Star game this year, only yeah. really because Montreal was so weak. But. Yeah. Um, you know, having them come in with Daryl Sutter and having that familiarity, I think was smart and getting ahead of it and doing it like a month before the deadline was pretty smart. So I'm tempted to give Calgary the yeah. win, even though I hate Calgary. <laughs> I think it's going to pay off, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. But like Montreal did, did do they well. They did well, You know, yeah. they got a first and they got that prospect who, you know, there's some people who are like, oh, he's already on his third team. Yeah. It's like, well, that's, that's because Calgary really wanted him from yeah. Florida and then Montreal really wanted him. Like, yeah. I don't think it's a knock on him. So what's his name? He Heineman? Yeah, Heineman. Yeah. So he could turn out to be good. And then, you know, a lottery pick with number fifth rounder and then Pitlick was just kind of money going back, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I think it was smart of Montreal to get out in front of it too, because why not? Yeah. And especially because I think like we're really starting to hear... I feel like this year, maybe it's just because so much of it is focused on the Canucks, but I think there's been, like, the most trade rumors, or there's been a ton of trade rumors, and maybe it's because last season there wasn't much, I don't right. know. But I think it's smart for Montreal. They knew they wanted to get something for Toffoli. They did get offered quite a lot. <laughs> Obviously, we've said they did really well. But, like, it makes sense for them to get what they could get kind of at that point because who knows, like, if, if Forsberg is available and there's other teams that are going to be circling on him, you never know what you're going to get for your guy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that was smart. And then just jumping back to Calgary too, like, Toffoli is so familiar with, like, half the players on that team. Yeah. Like, Lucic in L.A., and then he played junior with Monaghan and Tanev and Markstrom. And, and so it, it just it makes sense for that team. And, again, I, I hate the Flames, but 
I'm a little bit jealous. And, yeah. and, and like, the way they've been going, like, their first-round pick's going to probably be yeah. 22 to 32, yeah. depending on how the rest of the year goes, right? So it's not like, like, this is a year they can totally do it. Yeah. Um, so, good trade. Give it to Montreal. Give it to Montreal, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then, should we talk about the other trade? Like, the Toronto. The Toronto trade, yeah. <laughs> Um, I want to give that win to Toronto mainly because they got Nick Ritchie's money this year yeah. and next year yeah. off the books. Yeah. Like, you know, they brought in four players this offseason that were kind of all like gambles, to gambles, a yeah, and three or four worked out, and like that's that's pretty good. Yeah, and to be able to get rid of Ritchie this quickly and be like, okay, we gave him a shot, it's not going to work out. Yeah, we're able to get rid of him to Arizona, who needed the money anyway, yeah. and bring him. Labushkin, who yeah. obviously they were targeting as like a four or five type defense yeah. for them, and then even before when they before they lost to Zingo, I was like, yeah, it's great, you know, yeah. depth. But even when they lost one waivers to San Jose, I was like, I, it doesn't really it matter. Doesn't, it's just money off the books. Totally, for them. Yeah. yeah. So I think Toronto gets the win there, mainly for getting rid of Richie, but also getting a guy they were obviously targeting. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think in some ways it's not necessarily smart for Arizona, but they. Arizona is in the position where they're basically not going to have a team next year. <laughs> like, so many of their players are expiring. Yeah. So, it makes sense to bring back someone in with term. And, you know, Labushkin to them is whatever. So yeah, yeah. It makes sense. I agree. I think I think Toronto wins it based on the, the cap situation for them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sticking with Toronto yes. quickly. Muzzin went on IR, yes. so they have some money to drum up all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and a name that we haven't talked about and I haven't really read a whole bunch about, but I'll talk about my Flyers here. Yeah. And I think I can see Ristolainen going there. Okay. Um, the Flyers gave up Hag in a first last year to get him. Yeah. He hasn't been amazing this yeah. year by any means, but like Hag was kind of like a, a five, six defenseman and, uh, and they gave up a first. So I, I feel like the Flyers can get a first back for him. Yeah. I, I could see him going somewhere and, and Toronto feels like a fit. What about Justin Braun? Apparently, like, I just heard that name coming okay. up, and apparently there's a lot of interest. I don't know how much you'll get for him. Yeah. But I can totally see that, because, yeah. like, they tried to address the defense so hard this year, and it didn't work. No. So. Yeah. I think the sell-off there is inevitable. I think Claude Giroux is going to wait until he plays his thousandth yeah, game with the Flyers. Yeah, I was going to about that. Which is, what, three days before the deadline, yeah. as long as he doesn't get hurt, and then something will happen. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, the again, the heavy rumor there is Colorado. I'm so, still sticking with Minnesota. You're still sticking with Minnesota. I could see it. Like, I could see it, um, but... Especially with all, all the money that they're going to have to take on with those bios next year. Like, yeah. it, seemed, it feels again, more like uh, this year they got to do it than... You know, it's funny because I, when that move happened, I was like... It seems so short-sighted like why are they doing it but then you see how this season's played out and it's like again anything can happen i yeah. really think this playoffs is going to be interesting in the west mm -hmm. for sure um to circle back quickly to the forsberg talk because yeah. that's kind of new this week i i feel i don't i don't see it you I, don't I see don't, it i don't buy it no i feel like what's happening is they're trying to sign him to a long-term deal because, yeah. like, like he is a, a star player. Oh, yeah. And, like, he sells jerseys and gets yeah. people in the seats. And I feel like that the name is out there just for them to know, like, okay, if we can't get the deal done... We're going to trade you. W what can we get? Yeah. You know, and then kind of weighing that option, you know? Well, I mean, it makes sense in some ways, right? Because they, they don't want to lose them for nothing. 
Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that deal, the year at for Forsberg deal was unreal for Nashville. Um, So I get get why they're putting the name out there. I do think it would be really hard for the team to sell unless you're getting back, like, someone who's, you know... (laughs) not only a roster player, but like a good roster player because they are in a playoff spot mm-hmm. and you know, you don't want to give up on the season. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, it's tough. Cause I was starting to think of like potential, like maybe they could swap them for someone like, like Lonnie's name has come yeah. up in the rumors yeah. quite a bit, but like Forsberg is so much more of a complete player Yeah. that I don't know. I feel like, I feel like he's going to end up getting the eight by eight. You think so? I, I kind of do. Okay. Especially when Johansson and, and Duchesne are getting that money. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy for him to point to there. Yeah, that was the one yesterday that I was pretty shocked when I saw it. Mm-hmm. So, And again, if he is out there, then that's not great news for um, the Canucks trying yeah. to potentially sell forward here. So. Well, yeah, I, I now more and more feel like the Canucks aren't going to do much other than probably trade Mott. Yeah, it's interesting. I go back and forth because I it feels like they're setting it up for the summer now yeah. with the comments that they're making. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. I do want to shout out <laughs> Brock Besser playing his 300th game tonight. Okay, so, okay. You know, if he doesn't play him anymore for the Canucks, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is my favorite player, but I'll be okay. No, I feel like there. I, I have a gut feeling. Like I, I don't want to see Garland go because the cost certainty. Yeah. Like PD and Horvat, obviously, you don't yeah. want to see go. Miller, like you know, even Boudreaux coming out in cornerstone comments and this and that. Like I'd, I hate to see him go too. I mean, I get it, but like if if anyone's gonna go, it feels like Besser. If they can't work out a deal to make the money work, you know. Yeah, I the thing about Besser's deal that I maintain. <laughs> <laughs> is the qualifying offer sucks, but that's the reason why play, like other teams aren't going to give as much to get them. Yeah. So why do you want to sell low on them? Like, mm. I just don't get it. To me, again, I just see the players, I see what you're going to get back, and I see one player that makes sense to me mm-hmm. by his age. The other one, and there was talk this week, like the Canucks Twitter talk was all about, we ought to trade Bo, right? Like, that was the focus. I do think it is weird that all these other names are coming up and Horvat seems to be off limits because I do also think he's a he's a potential player that would bring back a lot. He's yeah. well respected in the league and I mean the thing about Bo that's also good is though I, I, you kind of get the feeling he's going to not take a whole bunch of money to stay in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So again, kind of like the Garland thing, but the way I think it was Elliot Freeman that described like the Canucks training situation right now and he was like, you know, if you're in New Jersey, which is like the team that's super rumored to be in on Besser why would you rather give up more to get Besser when you could get Garland right so it's it's all interesting <laughs> we'll see what happens again I, I'm I'm at the stage with this team where I realize they're not that great mm-hmm. someone needs to go they need yeah. to restructure it it's okay you know it's okay <laughs> here's, here's my new prediction <laughs> okay. for this year's deadline yeah Three out of these four will get traded. Okay. It'll be Pearson, Hoglander, Shen, and Mott. Okay. I don't get the Hoglander thing. I was going to bring that one up with you, Yeah, too. I don't either, because I feel like there's too much upside, but I feel like there's other players around yeah. his age that have upside, upside that need a change of scenery, if yeah. that is the case. Yeah. That could be like a one-for-one. One. Yeah. Um, and that's 
not that's kind of why I'm saying not all four. Like I feel like It'll if be any, three. yeah, he would probably be the one that wouldn't. Um, I kind of see Shen going to Colorado. Okay, interesting. That could work. Yeah. I feel like well, Top how experience. can you not be happy with their top four of you know Johnson, Gerard, Taves, and, yeah. and Makar? So I feel like Shen would be would be a good fit. An experience fit yeah. for the bottom pair. I also have a take that I don't see Tampa Bay doing anything at the deadline. Interesting. I could see that too. Mainly because I feel like adding Belmar and Perry in the offseason well, were the their moves. moves yeah. Because like they filled out such big roles for for their bottom six. Yeah. And then like elevating Colton and, and Matthew Joseph that yeah. I don't. I don't see them doing much. I feel like they're set and nobody's hurt, so they can't play that money game yeah. again. So the new know. the Vegas game now. The Vegas yeah. game now, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, it's the exciting time of year to be a hockey fan and see how the next few weeks totally out here. But I, it does feel like it's been a long, like build up to trade deadline. And yeah, I mean, a little bit of props to us for following the right people because we uh, have been talking for a long time about like. To Foley to Calgary seemed yeah. like the surest thing that's going to happen, and then it was the first thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then other than that, yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot of talk that we could go over, but I, I feel like we just wait till next time as as the uh, cogs turn and all the pieces start to fall into place, and, yeah. and stuff's going to happen. And um, like I was saying earlier, a couple talks ago, we talked about this seven game stretch for the Canucks was really important. Tonight against Calgary is game seven of that stretch, and if they win. It'll be five wins out of seven. And we yeah. were talking about if they won six out of seven, you know, maybe they don't trade people and, and they could make that run. And yeah. Five out of seven is still pretty good. Yeah. So tonight's a pretty important game, I feel like, even though we probably say that every time we talk about them. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Calgary, it's, they're right now one of the hottest, they're the hottest team in the league. So it's a good measuring stick game and hopefully they show up for it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's all we got to hope for, a good game. Yeah. Alrighty. Well. Anything more? I think that's it. I think that's it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Hockey Talk on the Rock, episode number 65. Woo! So you look at the watch. Are we past game time? Yeah. Um, it just...